Hey, Chrissy here. I am a landscape architect and the owner of Kismet Design. I am a very process-driven designer, and I love sharing what I do and how I do it with anyone who's interested. Reaching your true potential and achieving your own personal goals will not happen by chance. You have to set your intentions, make a plan, and do the work. Thank you for joining me to nerd out on design. Don't forget to subscribe and to share too. Let's create something great together. I recently spoke with a group of students about contracts and billing. If you're interested in hearing more about that, I do have an upcoming class on contracts, billing, and estimating. You can sign up through the designer shop on my website. I will also put the link in the show notes. Anyways, back to what I started saying. I recently spoke with a group of students enrolled in the Paper Garden Workshop Design Collective. Lisa Nunnemaker has been on my podcast previously, and I'm really excited to have her back on very soon, so stay tuned. One of the questions that her students asked me was how many projects I do a year. As we were talking about how to figure out what to charge by working backwards from what you need to make divided by how many projects you can do down to an average time for each project to come up with that magic dollar figure. It became apparent that as you start, you may not have enough information to truly know how much time each project will take to do that math. And above that, you might not know how many projects are reasonable to take on until you have some experience. And even talking to other colleagues, everyone has a different service, a different production flow. Everything's a little bit different from person to person. And each designer will have a different experience. We all started as beginners at some point, and it is okay not knowing and doing that math with uneducated guess figures in mind. The important thing to remember is that as your business grows, not to be afraid to make changes based on actual numbers and information. My first year in business, I was by myself and I didn't have the help that I do today. I had no idea how many projects I would be able to do on my own. I had always worked for larger companies and my previous experience working for a smaller company, I was not doing everything on my own. I wasn't doing the invoicing and the QuickBooks and all of the administrative tasks. I was doing the design work and the client meetings and all of that. So I had a good idea of what that would take, but the rest, I really wasn't sure how to accommodate for my time. In the first year of my business, I took on a lot. I have a hard time saying no. And really, I didn't, I didn't know what to, what to expect. And in my first year, I wanted to really jumpstart my business and get it rolling as fast as I possibly could. And as you can imagine, I did that. Uh, my first year, I had 34 consultation meetings and 39 total designs. That includes builder and commercial designs that didn't have a consultation meeting. But I only had a small handful of projects in installation through that first year. 
which was the only way I was able to work on that many design projects by myself. Just one month past my one-year anniversary of my business, I made the decision to hire my first employee to help with that crazy workload. Year two, as those year one designs evolved and were ready for installation, I didn't drastically increase my consultations or my designs that I took on. I had 33 consultations and 46 designs, so it increased slightly, but I increased my construction oversight by over two times. And so as that scope and complexity of my projects flexes from year to year, I hover kind of around similar numbers because I my projects are growing, which take a lot more time. And I would say typically I'm probably 10 to 15 projects in construction per year and anywhere between 25 and 45 consultations and 30 to 50 designs. That's a lot. But again, remember, I am not by myself. I'm not doing all of this by myself. In the last five years, my project scopes have almost doubled. So I haven't drastically increased the quantity of projects that I'm doing, but I'm doing bigger, more robust, more complex projects. And the point of all of this is to say that when you're a solopreneur, it means that there's a cap and a limit to the amount of work that you can do. You have to really know and understand and do gut check, gut checks along the way to make sure that you're taking on enough to make the money that you need to make to live, but also that you're not doing too much that you're burning yourself out and you're making the work not fun. If you increase your project size and complexity, you will need to reduce the quantity of projects to keep from overworking yourself. The only way to grow beyond that cap is to delegate and to hire. It doesn't mean you have to hire an employee if you don't want to or if you're not ready. It could mean hiring out an outside professional to take some of the administrative tasks off your plate to free up more time to work with clients. This could mean hiring a bookkeeper or maybe a virtual assistant. I'm not going to lie and tell you that everyone should hire another designer or a draftsman to work with them. But in my experience, it has been great. That being said, being a boss is really tough. Finding and hiring the right person is super difficult and very stressful. There's so much pressure to get it right, but hands down, the most difficult thing I've had to do as a business owner is to let someone go. It is not easy to give someone feedback that they need to improve. It is even harder to tell someone that it's not working out. I've been out of the dating game for 20 years, but unless my memory fails me, breaking up with a boyfriend I think might be easier. Losing someone you really like isn't easy either. It's all part of the growing up process of being a business owner though. Each employee that I have had, I have learned so much about what it takes to not only be a good boss, but how to provide the best and most honest feedback while remaining empathetic. As Gary Vee puts it, learning the skill of kind candor. This is a really hard skill to get good at, but it makes a world of difference. I think I've gotten better at it, but I still have a long ways to go. 
Once you get the hiring right, be it finding the bookkeeper that you can ask all of your silly questions to without hesitation and get great feedback and training, or having a tech person to call when you break things, or finally hiring that designer that really understands your thought process and translates your crazy sketches into beautiful drafted plans. The right person will not just 2x your business, but so much more. Having someone to walk with you on your mission adds more than just revenue. It adds joy, peace of mind, mental freedom. Being able to delegate tasks to someone and have those tasks completed how you want them or even better and on time is the ultimate adulting goal of being a business owner. Because of this, I can take a vacation and my business keeps running. I'm telling you guys, it is magical. I can better structure my days, my workload, and my task list to work on building the business when I am not consistently pulled into the detailed tasks. Structuring my week so that I have a planning day to work on QuickBooks, goal setting, and other admin tasks frees me up for the creativity and client meetings the remainder of the week. The processes and systems in my business have all been shaped by these experiences and will continue to be shaped as my business evolves. When it comes down to the foundation, it is all built on the fundamental core values and long-term trajectory that I have in my business. Yours will be different, therefore your growth will look different too. Where do you want your business to be in 10 years? It's not an easy question to answer once you have a few years of experience because you know all the dominoes that have to fall to make all of that happen. One of my core values is efficiency. There's nothing that frustrates me more than inefficient systems and processes. I know it's not a surprise to anyone who has listened to even just a few of my episodes, but it took me a bit to really be able to identify. I love repetition, and when an efficient system is repeated seamlessly, everything runs so smoothly, and it allows everyone to be more productive. It is gold. I have so many systems and processes in my business designed around efficiency specifically. Most of them come down to having the right information and making quick decisions. It is easier to make quick decisions when you have the right information. If you want to delve into a few of these systems and how I make these quick decisions, it is a big part of my upcoming class on contracts, billing, and estimating that I mentioned earlier. I would love for you to join me. Go to my website and sign up in the designer shop or click on the link in the show notes. To wrap up, I want to thank you for your time. I hope the ideas discussed today have left you feeling excited and energized. As I build both my business and my life, I value the support and feedback you provide. I would love for you to reach out to me to let me know what you think, give me ideas, or just to connect. Please don't forget to subscribe and also share with a friend. Until next time, go create something wonderful.